Okay, Jim, so the topic of conversation for today is all about culture. I think this one is an important one because I think this is something that High Five we do or we're very intentional about focusing on the culture of our organization. We were recently hiring and someone had asked the question, how long have people worked at at High Five as part of their questions to us? And that's a really good question to consider because it could be that if if everyone had only been here two years, that's probably a a really good demonstration of poor culture. Like there's not much retention in the staff, but because a large number of us have been here five years plus, I think it demonstrates the culture of an organization. And I know that is a a really important role that you play here as the founding director at High Five. So first question to you, Jim, is why do you think that culture is so important to the health of an organization? I mean, it's always struck me that I I never separate it from the work that that a place does or what we do. So for High Five, we have our mission, we have our, you know, focus of what we're trying to accomplish with, with the people we're working with. A culture that's in place in a good, positive way is what makes that happen. You know, if there's collegiality, if there's shared passion, if there's relationships built and people feel trust and confident with one another, then they can pretty much do anything. And and when you take that away, it's almost impossible. And it's whether you're running a business or a school or a sports team or any of those settings. And I think at High Five from day one, maybe because of the way that we started, you know, when we started 23 years ago, we knew very clearly what we wanted to do in big ways with the culture. You know, we had to, you have to make the money and if you're going to make the money, you're going to have an opportunity to do what you want to do. We were very intentional and that has carried through for the last 23 years. But I've always seen as just an integral part of what we do and it should, it should appear everywhere. We just came back from a three-day retreat, which is great, but that's one of maybe 50 things that should take place. Do you know what I mean? What, what do the other ones look like? That everybody does, you know, that just supports a culture that builds relationships and trust. And then those relationships then allow people to do really good work together. Before this, I decided to Google culture because I felt, oh, maybe we'll see what Google presents itself. The one that I found the most interesting is not the one that says, you know, about organizational culture, but is the the definition from the biological perspective of a, of a culture. This is what it says, create the conditions that are suitable for growth I, I, it strikes me that the biological definition of culture it really is applicable to an organization culture. You're creating conditions that are suitable for growth. You know, it's like gardening, I guess, which I've never been very good at. But you know, you have the right mix, you get the right things in the soil, and things flourish. And I think that's so true of culture. You know, that you know, when we interviewed Jeff Ward once, you know, the hockey coach, he said, 10 teams can win the championship, but the one that will win has the best culture and chemistry." as compared to maybe just they have all the talent. So every place has talent. And I, I think it's so striking in schools. When you go in and out of schools and you get a feel for the culture and what's the chemistry like and how is the staff relating and all of that has a huge ripple effect of what does them look like in the classroom. It was a happy place to be. Are there pictures hanging around? Is there artwork in the hallways? All those kinds of things. Do people welcome you and smile when you come in the door? Or do they look at you as suspect, like, what are you doing here kind of thing? And, you know, you know, our work at High Five, you you know, with what you and so many others do, we're in and out of a lot of different places, whether it's a camp or a school or 
uh, you know, other organizations. And it's fascinating how quickly you get a feel for like, wow, what's, what's going on here? What's some of the advice or examples that you've seen that you've taken note of and tried to relate into the work you do? You use the word advice. I don't know if I ever got like direct advice, but I, I was with people at various times of my career that just model good culture. Uh, I mean, a very good example would be a fellow named uh, David Mallory, and he was the director of professional development for the National Association of Independent Schools. And he ran a conference once a year called the Westtown Seminar, which was down in uh, Pennsylvania. And it was 100 teachers invited, and it was just teacher rejuvenation. That was his whole goal in bringing people there. And I went there for 15 years in a row and we did sort of the first day of the programming to sort of bring the people together because they were going to be there for eight days for a conference. And he wanted them that first day to really gel as a group. Then he felt like they could move through the subsequent days and really enjoy each other more fully, you know, as colleagues. And then one year I stayed for the whole thing. And it was just fascinating how many touches there were of relationships and and just how he allowed people the time to connect. I think the conference each day ended at three. So from three to six was free time. You could do anything you wanted. You could go sit under a tree. You could run around the track. You could do whatever. But he was just trying to constantly instill culture. And then after you went to this thing and after we did our thing the first day, I would always get a personal note from him in the mail, you know, a note card which is unusual. You know, you don't see a lot of those anymore. And I always said to him, David, how do you have the time to do that? Like, how do you make that happen? And he did this conference for 46 years. And he goes, oh, it's the most important part of my day. And I said, really? And he goes, yes, like reaching out with a personal note to you or whoever is the important part of my day. So I make time for that. And that to me was, again, not so much advice, but wow, he was just modeling what it takes to build a group. And that I don't think there's a better example of a conference. I've never experienced anything like it. And when we started our own symposium at High Five, it was you know trying to capture a little bit of that flavor. Max Offenberger from the Boston Bruins once said, he goes, we're not, we're not building better hockey players. We're building better people who become better hockey players. And he says, that's all about their connections with one another and that sort of thing. So you know, we all get, you know, you hear something that somebody says to you and you say, wow, that's a keeper. That that really makes a lot of sense. The the notes and the, and taking the time, something that I referenced, uh, you know, in regards to yourself is that I see this often when you're in the office, you take the time to come and say hello to people in the day, in the morning when you arrive, and you may not sit at your desk until 9.30, 10 o'clock into an outside perspective that might be seen as like, well, wasting time. But what you're describing is that's a critical, most important time of your day. And I think that does go a long way to having, you know, people come to high five and say, you know, it feels like a family. And when we've been having lunches together, that, you know, those kind of things. What are some of the other like examples of strategies that you see maybe we do at high five that you think focuses on culture and has been present in the way that we're able to retain some of our staff because of it? You know, like you said, it's the simple things like that, whether it's me or it's anybody else. I mean, how do people come in and spend a little time? And it doesn't even so much like, you know, checking in on their work. You know, it was always a little weird when I was in the executive director position because we weren't sure if people were checking up on you, which, you know, I didn't tend to do. But, you know, more just a personal conversation, like, you know, how was your weekend? How whatever, how's things going or whatever? You mentioned lunches, you know, it just seems almost natural that 
many people gravitate to have lunch with one another. You know, it doesn't happen too many places. There's a huge business we worked with for some time and they have a big cafeteria. Almost nobody is ever in it. You know, most people would eat lunch at their, at their desk or at their, you know, their workplace. So there just isn't those kinds of connections, but I'm sure it's, it's under the heading of, well, we don't have time to take away from work to go do that yet. Not fully understanding that that, that is some of the work and it's not t- wasted time. It's building connections and culture and just say, even try to be a place where people want to stay. You know, they always say people never leave jobs for the most part because of salaries. They leave it more like, what, what's it feel like? Do I like being there? You know, does it, you said we, ha- we have a lot of people that have been in high five a long time. So I'm assuming they must like it. And I think it's just very, very simple things that are ongoing, you know, in so many different ways. I mean, even when you, when you were first hired, I remember and, you know, encourage you, go ahead. Yeah. Take the, don't worry, take the time, walk around, say hello. And I think each, as you watch new people come in too, they tend to, it's challenging. I mean, they're not sure what to do kind of thing. And then I think this retreat just this past week is such an example of, it's just a, so much fun and there's so much that's going on and people getting to know each other. But if you broke down all the time within the retreat, it's a three-day retreat, that's a big investment, you know, for an organization to do time-wise and everything. If you took the amount of time within those three days that is connecting time, fun time. There's a lot of it. You know what I mean? There's there's time on tasks. There was workshops and all that sort of thing. But at the same time, I think treated very equally is what is the time like where people are getting to know each other? Because with 30 staff now, they don't all know each other the way they did when there was six and nine and 12 and 15. So it's, it's changed a lot. But it, I think it's just being very, very intentional and deliberate. Places don't think of doing that. Like you said, it's, you know, we got to improve our culture. Well, what are you willing to commit to to do it? That's the big question. How, mu- how much time would somebody spend? And they say, oh, we could never spend that time. I was talking about a principal who once said, yeah, we were, he wanted to hire us. And he was saying, yeah, I don't really believe in this team building stuff much, but you know, the teachers want to do it. And I, I think I told you my response and was, I wouldn't hire us. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why, why pretend? Like, it's, it, you're, the, you're in charge. Everybody will see right through it and they're going to know that it's not a good idea. And I think it just takes devotion, you know, and, and it does take finances. I mean, if we go away for that three day retreat, what does it cost? High five. What does it gain? You know, so you, you have to look at it both ways. So, yeah, it's three days away. Work's not going on, but work is going on. It just depends on how you're defining the work. Going back to the retreat, something that I really, really enjoyed is we did this uh, mini conference in the retreat which was these hour blocks, three different hour blocks, where any one of our staff could just present on something they were interested in. So it was unrelated to work. I absolutely loved doing it because I got to learn about different people in our organization in a slightly different way that were outside of work. That could, We could relate to it, but I feel more connected to them because we just spent an hour listening to their experiences. I know you and I were both sitting with Chris Danboys talking about his trip into the bugaboos. Just fascinating experience for him that you know doesn't necessarily have to tie into our work but because of it there's more opportunity to connect and it and it was a it was built into the program which was very fun and enjoyable well think even you know the session you did with podcasting you know i said this during the session to you i mean i always sort of knew what it took to produce a podcast now i realize i had no idea oh my word as i was watching you dance around the screen with all the things that you had to do that and then when you were talking about who was your mentor? I think somebody asked and you said, Google. 
and and going from zero to whatever level you're at now. I mean, just fascinating. You know, you know, so getting an appreciation for that in a deeper way, which I always had, but I carry that with me and I'll share that with others and others that were in that thing. So you can't really, you know, you can't quantify all that. That's just good stuff that builds on people's connections and relationships and appreciation of one another. And then it it just finds its way into all the work that we do. I think that's why when people come here, you and I were involved years ago, like what makes the workshop setting unique at High Five? What are the little touches? And there were many, many things that we identified saying when people come here, they, they get more than the skills. They really get a sense of building themselves as a community for four or five days. And it surprises them. They say, wow, I didn't realize I was going to get all that along with the technical skills. But in effect, they experience the building of a culture during those three or four or five days together. And for many of them, I think it sticks with them for life. They say, wow, that was that was incredible. Or the, it happens in the summer with the Edge of Leadership students, you know, that students will often say, I have just not experienced anything like this before. And they don't mean the activities. They mean the way the group is connecting and con- you know, conversing and sharing time together and experiences and that sort of thing. So a lot of times I think it's just making the space for it to happen and then trusting good things will unfold. When you think of the intention of adventure education is really to help develop people. Yes, you need the skill sets, obviously. But I can remember being in an external meeting at one point in time and they were talking about the length of training. I think it was around we were setting up the standards for practitioner certification. Comment was made, well, we cover all of that in five days and, and basically it would have been our entire five-day adventure basics and our advanced, you know, beyond basics all in a five-day period. And I thought that there's no way it could cover all of those skill sets. And if you did, there was no time for anything else, no connecting, no relating, anything like that. And I think we've, we've always tried to do the opposite. It's a given that people have to have the right skill sets. They can't hurt anybody because they get what they needed when they left here. But I think they can get so, so much more in terms of the culture they experience. And that really goes back to the roots of high five in our culture, because we're empowered to do that with them. Do you know what I mean? That becomes part of the DNA of what we build into our workshops because we try to live it and experience it. You know, you referenced the podcast. Again, we're on it. We're talking about it. But it, it was one of those examples where I was given the the freedom to be able to follow us something that I was interested in. And now it's become the thing that it's become. And it has done so because of that that cultivation of growth from the organization to allow me to do that. Yeah, this is a perfect example that even that we're talking about this today on this platform is an example of the culture that we had at, at High Five that allows me to do that. And so the hope is for people listening is that you're in an organization that also would allow you to take risks and try new things for the benefit of all parties. Well, you think of during the pandemic, years or year, I'm not sure it seemed like it went on a long time, you know, but it was such a test, I think, of the culture in so many ways because there was so much fear, so much unknown. We didn't have much to rely on beyond each other, you know, and having faith that everybody was doing everything they possibly could to try to get, you know, what started with 22 people, <laughs> have 22 people on the other side. And that's, that is exactly what happened. I think that was probably in all my years at High Five. I mean, that was probably one of the biggest tests of the culture of the organization to see if it could survive. And, you know, you were part of many of my conversations as others were where it was hard. It was testy. I mean, people were scared. Am I going to get paid? Am I going to, you know, 
nobody had all the answers. Do you know what I mean? But you know, people didn't flee immediately. They 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 had faith and and stuck around, and it and it worked. And met, most of those people are still here, which is amazing. So I mean that that to me is always when when things are hard. That's really the be- the har- the best test of how good is the organization of the culture when it's when everything's swimming along everybody's happy right oh my god this is going well we're make we're making money we're paying the bills and all of that those are the easy times you know that's i mean that's kind of life in general you know we we all do well when it's easy we get tested or challenged you're like woof what am i going to draw upon to help and i think that's that's sort of the roots of of culture in any organization thanks jim I've appreciated this conversation. I've enjoyed it. And hopefully people have been able to like pick up on some of the stories, but also the lessons. This isn't an, an attempt for us to show how awesome High Five is, but just to really talk about that culture is intentional. You can all do it equally in your own organizations, but it just takes that little bit of time and remembering that we're all human. So tapping into the human components of, of the organization, we're a collection of different people. We're not a end goal of making money, which is sometimes the pitfall. Thanks for listening to Vertical Playcast. And then what about thanks for listening to High Fives Podcast? Can you do it? Okay, try. Thanks for giving. I think I'll pass the guy. <laughs>